You have just entered The Royal Access, the show for growth-minded game changers seeking God's direction in their relationships and careers. I'm your host, Coral Pinder, and I'm super excited about growing along with you. Now let's dive in to this episode. Hey, everybody. I hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. I hope you guys have been well. And I just wanted to be able to introduce you to our final Breakfast with Queens interview that will happen today. It's a conversation with Zemi and I on ministry. And I thought it was just such a real authentic conversation. So you're really going to enjoy that interview. Just wanted to come on and just wish you a Merry Christmas. And I hope that you guys are doing well. Next week will be the final episode in this series, I'm Royalty. And so we will finish that series in the new year. And I just wanted to remind you that coming up, and the registration link is in the show notes, is the live masterclass, the free live masterclass for the eight-week May I Call You Queen course. And so we're going to have that free live masterclass just to give you an introduction of what the course will be like so you can find out more information, how much it will cost, all of those details. So you definitely want to tune into that. Like I said, I hope you had a great holiday. I hope you're safe going into the new year. We're praying 2021 is much better than 2020, but we know with God in the drive receipt that he has it all under control. And I think that talking about ministry at this time is so important because there may be more things that God has called us to do in the new year. In 2020, I did not expect to start a podcast. I did not know that this was going to be a part of my ministry and a part of what God had called me to do. But it is something and I'm so glad even though there's a lot to do when it comes to this aspect because in ministry there's the good, the bad and the ugly. I am so forever blessed that God placed this on my heart to do and that I get the opportunity every week to spend time with you guys. So without further ado, here's an interview with Zemi and I on ministry, the good, the bad, and the ugly. With all that said, let's get into our nuggets today. We have Zemi and we're talking about ministry, the good, the bad, and the ugly. The And the verse I gave her, you can write it in the chat. It's Matthew 28 and 19. You can write it in the chat. Matthew 28 and 19, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Matthew 28 and 19, therefore go out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. So Zemi, when you read this verse, when you hear this verse, do you think that Jesus, in this verse, Jesus is talking to the disciples too, but do you think for us as believers that everyone is called to ministry um, or is it just a chosen few? And so for, I spent a lot of time thinking about this and I thought this was a very deep theological question, actually. <laughs> Sorry. <So> first, <laughs> first of all, I feel it, it depends on how you define ministry, right? So as a wife, you in ministry and we have to make sure this baton handover is good because yesterday we had singleness and so when you enter marriage marriage is ministry you have to lay yourself down i inspire my husband to have faith every day i tell him randomly jesus loves you you know like you have to continue to pour in marriage is ministry as a teacher you in ministry you have all of these children um, under your care and you help to shape the lives of the future individuals as a mother, you are in ministry. As a stay-at-home mom, you may think your life means nothing other than keeping a child alive, but you're in ministry. But what Jesus was referring to, and I think that call is for a select few, Correll. Not everyone can labor 
or have a ministry, like how you have, you know, Breakfast with Queens or the Queens um, Royal Access. Right. Not right. everyone can go out into the field and help heal the broken. The, um, Jesus said also that the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. And so there are only a few laborers, right? And so there are many sheep, there's only one shepherd. And so it's always going to be more people who need ministry, more people who need the help, more people who are lost and broken than there are laborers. And so in a sense, in that respect, I feel as if there are only a chosen few because ministry is servanthood. People think, oh, I have a ministry and I have this nice title. Ministry is servanthood. I am a servant of God. I'm not a brand ambassador. I'm not an influencer. I am a servant of God, literally a servant of God. Mm, so. <laughs> I love, y'all know I like the point. People always telling me Corellia expressions on your point. I feel like, <laughs> because they be hinted. She said, I'm not an influencer. I'm not a brand ambassador. But in this social media world, um, being having a ministry can seem glamorous. Mm. You know, it, it, it's more glamorous now. And so sometimes people go after it for the glamorization or mm -hmm. I look like I'm a brand ambassador. I, I feel like an influence. I'm being put on a platform. And so therefore they forget about the fact that I'm a servant, not a brand ambassador. And I love what you said that everybody isn't called to do the podcast weekly. And I get up at four o'clock in the morning to record that every Saturday. So you're right. <laughs> Everybody's not called to have that YouTube page or to go on the pulpit and thing. Um, but in I love how you, I mean, she's spitting knowledge, y'all. She's spitting knowledge. Um, I love how you said, like, the fact that, you know, your, your marriage is a ministry. Being a mother is a ministry. So we're still ministering in different ways, but it's going to look different. And so mm -hmm. I think that that's what people have to realize that, you know, as long as I have a relationship with God, I, I want to tell people about God. And it could be at my nine to five, the fact that I'm the person that opens up in prayer, the fact that I'm the one that leaves nice notes or the fact that I'm the one that brings, you know, warm goods. And that's good. That's what God called me to do in that space. Cause I, he has me ministering to my family or other ways, but there are some who are called, like you said, the laborers to do more. And so I like that. So Zamia, you know, I like to dig deep. And that's why I said, I want y'all when y'all read this chapter to allow the Holy spirit to dig deep in you. So we're going to ask you, and I know Zemi is like me. She tends to share stories. So that's why I asked her this question. When you think about ministry, you've been in ministry for a while. And the, the title is Ministry, the Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. And so I want you to share with us specifically experiences where you had the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I see y'all in here, Lydia, Catherine, and Erlene in there, and Talisha. Yes, I see y'all guys in the Facebook group. So yeah, Zemi, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Give us a specific. I think the good about ministry is obviously the accountability. Accountability. So my marriage, my ministry has also saved my marriage because of the accountability required to be in marriage ministry. And even when there were opportunities where I would have been like, mm, I don't know about this situation. This ain't looking like the right thing. I had to go to God because if I did made the wrong decision, I could not only disqualify myself from something else, but I could, I could embarrass God. And so that is something I take very seriously. Also, I talked about kingdom connections. I meet the most amazing women of God, the most amazing women of God. I'm gonna champion all of you. Um, Erlene had me in tears. Catherine um, was in my inbox. When, when I first met Catherine, we found out we were third cousins. So glory be to God. Somebody in my ancestral line was praying over their children to be Christian. So kingdom connections. Um, 
And so all of that is great. You know, um, I have to make sure that I stay firm in my relationship with God. Now leaning into the bad. Before you go to the bad, before you go to the bad, you said said earlier, y'all know I like to dig. You said earlier, like, you know, you felt like ministry even saved your marriage. And like you said, holding you accountable. So do you mean it in the sense of, okay, I'm teaching these women about what it means to be a wife. And so now I have to make sure that I do those things in my marriage. That as well as, so when I get to the bad, so spiritual attacks are real. You know, the, you talk when David went into battle, David, even though he was the king, so ignore him being the king. Think about him being a lead soldier or head in command. You want to kill that person more than you want to kill a frontline soldier. You kill in frontline soldiers. And one of your goals is let me get to these people who are governors or who are in charge. And so when you put yourself in a position to say, I am ahead, I am a lead soldier, you got to get those arrows coming your way. And so my marriage was under attack. And so things were coming up in my marriage that were heavy. And I was like, God, I don't know about this. And, and I was like, you know, I was, I would have taken stage left. A lot of people who know me, they know me. I have history of being a serial data. One of the consequences of being a serial data is you have rehearsed divorce throughout your dating relationships. So the D word comes up so naturally in even in your marriage because you have rehearsed divorce for years of your life. And so since I rehearsed divorce, that was the first thing that I would have gone to if things seemed hard in my marriage. But I had to go to God and I said, God, you gave me, God gave me a marriage ministry, Corel, in my first year of marriage. My marriage was like a couple months old when God said, go into marriage ministry. And there's a reason for that. There's a reason God put the rainbow on my wedding day because he knew I would have needed signs to confirm that this was what he wanted from me. You know, and so I would have I would have gone for that exit door. But because of the situation, because I had this group of accountability, I had to go to God and say, God, is this what you want? Do you want me to do X or do you want me to do Y? In my situation, for for my call, for what God saw for my marriage and my husband and myself, the call was stay. Not everyone has that story, but the call was stay. And one of the reasons the call was stay was because it could lead to the embarrassment of God because people would think that God wasn't good, not because he's not good, not because he made a mistake, but because I didn't have the fortitude to go through the journey that he wanted me to go through. And it wasn't for me. Any the hardest points in my marriage, Corel, the hardest point in my marriage, God always whispered in my ear, Zemi, this is not for you. I'm not, oh, I'm crying. <laughs> he wasn't hurting me. God didn't hurt me for me. I, n- I thought my heart could never be broken again. God didn't hurt me for me. He whispered in my ear from the very beginning, Zemi, this is for them. And so I told God, I was like, I'll gladly go through it if I could help somebody else. And I can't share it yet. I can't talk about it yet. Mm-hmm. But God came God, from the very beginning. He came to me. He said, this is not for you. When I couldn't see the end of the tunnel, God said, this is not for you. When I thought my, my marriage was like Lazarus, dead in the grave, God, God did an amazing work, a healing work in my marriage. And um, from the very beginning, he said it wasn't for me. So it's all about ministry. Like I, like I say, you, you end up with the attacks. You get so, from the very beginning, my marriage was attacked. From on my wedding day, you know, my marriage was attacked. I, th- I knew in the spirit that someone was praying for rain. 
to distract it because I had no tent. Someone was praying for rain. And if you saw the torrential rain on my wedding day, you would have broke down crying. But I said, no, I know what God is going to do. I'm going to see a rainbow today. And you have to see a rainbow. You only can see a rainbow after rain. And so what they were praying against me throughout that whole situation, God brought a rainbow. And so that's, that's how I view life. You know, like, and I, like I say, it's servanthood. You're going to be broken. You're going to be broken down. You're going to face attacks, but you have to go anyway, because you have to know your why. I don't do this for, I don't do this for accolades. Right. I want a well done. I want a well done, my good and faithful servant. That's, that's amazing. And like you, like you said, you can't, you can't do it for accolades because it's going to, you're going to give up. You're going to let mm-hmm. go. And, and yeah. to, it, it takes strength to say that, you know, I am doing this for God and yeah. I'm doing it for the, for who God wants me to bless in this. And you said it, and I think we said it at the beginning of the week. And it's, uh, it, it's a, it's a, it's a line in the purpose driven life that always stayed with me. It's not about you. And you said mm-hmm. that when you were going through that, it, you had to keep reminding yourself that, you know what, it's not about me. I have to, I have to really trust what God is doing in this particular thing. And that's why when you put yourself, you, Sammy made a very good point. When you put yourself um, in that position of head as the leader, as this is something God wants me to do, you will be attacked. And that's mm-hmm. why we have to, we have to know, is God calling me to frontline ministry or is he calling me to start? And th- we have different seasons in a season. He may be calling me to frontline ministry. And in a different season, he's calling me to just focus on this particular thing, but we can't look at others and say, okay, well, I want that too. I want that too, because there is a hard side of a ministry where you're going to be attacked and spiritual attacks come over and over. So I have to make sure that I'm positioned. So that's the good. The good is kingdom connections. The good is being able to pour into others, you know, and, and some of the bad is being attacked um, and good knowing that I'm, I'm being obedient to God when he told me to do something. So what is some of the ugly? Cause that was, <laughs> I, I was that was bad. And being attacked in my marriage and other people attacked me is, uh, well, if that was the bad, what, <laughs> What is the ugly? What is the ugly side of ministry? Well, when I, you know, when I went into ministry, like I said, I started marriage. I went into marriage. And of course, marriage ministry has a lot of stigma attached to it because people think that you glorify marriage, you make it an idol. And so that's something I struggle with to make sure that people don't idolize marriage, but still honor it. So that's my struggle in marriage ministry. But um, you have people who think you're unqualified, you know, like, who are you? Who are you? And I had people like when I, I, I think one of your questions was how did you launch into ministry? So for me, it happened where I would start to post videos and I would have a flood of people in my comments and I felt the call that there was something needed to be done. Um, and so you have people who, who say like some of the people came in my inbox and they prophesied over my life. Oh, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. But there were some prophecies that were laced with flesh. There were some people who said, um, you know, even though you have done X, Y, Z, God, blah, 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 blah. God is going to do X, Y, God is going to do, you know, Y. I'm like, yeah, I know God is going to do Y, but God doesn't care at all about X, Y, Z. God doesn't, I want to, I will shout. God does not care at all about my X, Y, Z past. That isn't in his mind at all. That person who came to my inbox was upset that God was still going to grace me with this even though I had done X, Y, Z. And so there's the people who think you are unqualified. Um, like I said, the spiritual attacks. Then you have these 
I don't even know what to call them, the energy suckers or it's, they, they, let me they, ignore my title. Maybe Corel or even our star would give a better title because they're better at this than me. You have people who do not want to change their life, but who want to talk to you for hours about their situation. And when they can't reach you, they go into somebody else who they think is a prophet or they go into someone else who they think is a ministry. And they're going, they're rehearsing the same story here, there, everywhere because they just want a word. They just want a vent. They don't want to change. They don't want to change. You know what they are? They're distractions. They're spirits sent on assignment to distract you. Because as I sit pouring into you, a person with a hardened heart who will not change, there's someone I'm not reaching. There's some work I'm not doing. There's some post I'm not creating. There's some video I'm not creating. Because I'm sitting here with you who, would, who are going to go to somebody else with the same exact story. And I had to block and delete some people because when I realized that you are just a spirit on assignment to distract me. I couldn't, I couldn't. And then there is weariness, Corel. weariness. You're laboring, you can get weary. You're pressing, you can get weary. And, you need, and you're so busy pouring out that you neglect your own time to get poured into. And so God would like pull you, God would pull you and be like, no, miss, um, if you want this, if you want me to yuck you off this podium, I will yuck you off this podium. And y'all y'all saw one of my posts. I said, Lord, if I ever stray, yuck me. And that post went viral. You know, when people was like, yuck me by my hair, yuck me by my elbow. Yes, Lord. Drag me. I agree. I agree, Lord. If you see me astray, uh, yuck me up, yuck me up. Y'all saying in the comments, yuck me up. They said, yuck, yuck. They said, hey. They said, boom, come on. Catherine said, go. <laughs> Shakisha said, that's it, Sammy. That's it. That's right. They drain in. Oh, Lord. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I think all of us be in the same circles and we get some of these same people. And what I started to realize, Real, this yeah. person, I was like, okay, I see. I see who you are. Um, it requires breaking maturity and growth. I said that already about my marriage. And, and like we said, marriage is ministry, but it requires growth and maturity. I couldn't stay the same Zemi that I was. I had to grow and mature. And a lot of people, you know me for years. You know me. I think you met me in 2013. And you can see the growth um, since then. A lot of people yes. have been following me. A lot of people grew up with me, went to school with me. They can see the growth. Um, there's more scrutiny. When you go into ministry, definitely more scrutiny. Um, I get judged on whatever I put on. Even if I dress a little sexy for my husband, I get like screenshotted, people in the church talking about me, you know? And thankfully, um, I think what is different from me and a lot, and uh, you know, quite a few people I encounter is I didn't grow up in the context of religion. I don't know what it's like to be religious. I grew up in church, mind you, but I like when you talk about, oh, wear pants or you do this or you do that or you don't speak out like that because only men should speak to other men I don't have any of that construct praise the Lord it does not exist in my frame of mind therefore God has been able to use my voice in ways that he couldn't use other voices because I have no construct he gives yeah. me the construct he gives me the guidelines um abuse they don't expect you to say no you can't say no, you know, like, no, sorry. Uh, -uh. I, I mean, and it turned anything in terms of like giving, if I feel like someone is a manipulative, right. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I would give once and I say, you know what, even if they take advantage of me, I'll still give. Um, but if you continue to manipulate, they expect things to be free all of the time. It can't always be free. 
You know, we have one of the sessions this week, you guys said no discounts. I wish I had that the day before because the day before I had just told someone, oh, I don't charge for that, I'm free. <laughs> oh, now you know, Debbie, now you know. <laughs> and by the way, you guys see my queen pin? Yeah, we love, 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 love it. Um, and then, um, Oh yeah, that was that was my last one. Abuse was that's, my last one. No, that's good. I I love you. I was trying to find a, a quote yesterday that Lathira had on um, Instagram, and I think she said it had something about you know the Holy Spirit doesn't just cause you to shout in tongues and to to do it all makes that. You apologize. Yeah, it yeah. makes the Holy I saw Spirit this morning. makes you apologize. Yeah. It makes you shut your mouth. It makes you you know. So so many times we have to realize that you call you talk about it in ministry about its growth and maturity. And because, so I have to realize that as God, you know, platforms or to do certain things, when God says, deal with that pride, deal with that selfishness. Oh, and yeah. when you put yourself up there, no, um, you have to admit when you were wrong. No, you mm -hmm. have to be in a position of humbling yourself. And mm -hmm. you, when you humble yourself, that's when God will allow you to do certain things. But the minute, the minute you think, oh, it's about me. Oh, he's going to yuck you. He's going to remind you that no, it's not about you. Sweetie. Come out. It's it's not, it's not, it's really not about you. And you're right. I was asking about, you know, when you were the process process of going into ministry. And I know you talked about why first started by just posting and things like that and giving God your all. But what was that like leaving that life behind? Because like you said, I knew you from years ago. I remember us being um, what was it, girl talk? Girl um, talk. And you yeah, and you were talking about, yeah, dating this guy. I think it was like a basketball player and, you know, <laughs> like different stories you would go. So what was it like transitioning out of living how I used to, to I have to give God everything. I have to, I have to lay it all down. Well, I think the process of laying it all down doesn't start with ministry. That starts in your private walk with God, right? Um, but in terms of the transition into, well, I wanted to help at first. I just wanted to help. I would have like, I wanted to help with girl talk. I wanted to help her schedule. I wanted to help. I wanted to help with the pinky promise in the Bahamas. I wanted to help with dope, um, with another ministry called dope Queens. I wanted to help, but it, every, it was never working. It was not working. Like it was like my application wouldn't go through or they wouldn't need help. And so it's just like, okay. So I just continued in my private walk with God. And I would post videos just out of that walk with God. It wasn't like I was looking for a platform. It was on my Facebook. Right. It was on my social media. And I would just post. And when I saw the flood of people come in, I knew there was a need. And I needed to know where God wanted to place me. And so wife isn't just about wives. It's about it's about people who desire, who have a God-given desire for marriage and who want to transition well. They want to transition well because there's a lot of books about singlehood and being content in your singleness. There's a lot of books about marriage. There aren't a lot of books about that transition, what to do when Boaz is here, so to speak. And so I wanted to help women to transition well. And so really it was just out of my own relationship with God and you just continue to serve and you just put structure around the servanthood. That's all it was. Why first, just structure around that servanthood. I was in um, ministry at church. My husband is a, was a youth minister at church. And I realized that I am not good with teens. I can't take the snapback. I can't take the emotions all over the place. You know, some people, that's their ministry. That's their bread and butter. They work so well. But for me, I'm like, I can't, I can't, I can't. Like, why you, like, you know, I can't take the moodiness and the clapping back. So, or people who don't realize that they need you or they don't realize they need information. 
So, um, you know, you have to just navigate where God wants you to be. Um, mm -hmm. I still do youth ministry. So, you know, obviously still supported my husband, but you realize where, which field is for you. Some people pick grapes, some people dig for cassava, so, you know, some people cut bananas. You have to learn what, where, what harvest is for you, what field it's is for you. you. Yeah. And that's so good because of what you talked about earlier in terms of that there's going to be difficulties when in ministry. So you definitely don't want to be out of alignment and being in a certain area where God has embraced you for, you know, exactly grace for a certain season. And even like you said, um, in terms of marriages too, how marriages and ministry and motherhood, sometimes you look at people in envy that they have a certain platform or they have this certain ministry, but you don't know what they're going through in that ministry. You don't know what difficulties they're coming up against and they were grace for that journey. And so we exactly. have to realize that I cannot try to mimic someone who's on a pulpit, mimic someone who has a certain marriage, mimic someone who does a certain thing because they have been graced for that journey and God has graced you for the journey that he has called you to. Another thing that you said is, you know, I was trying to help in certain areas. And even though you didn't always get the chance to help during that time, I feel like God saw your servant heart. Because mm -hmm. like, like, like you said, you're not a brand ambassador and you're not an influencer, you're a servant. And so if you know that you don't have this natural inclination to help, check your motive and your heart to see, do I want to be in ministry for a platform? If I don't have mm -hmm. a natural inclination to help, because that's all it is, it's servanthood. So if I can't never see ways and then it, it, it's not always like, let me jump up and do it right away. Because knowing it or not, being a part of people's ministry being a part of Girl Talk, being a part of the Queens, you would have learned different things about, you know, how would God use me in this way? What are some things that I would be able to do? Attending, because I know you attend conferences too. You're always being poured mm -hmm. into. So another thing that we have to remember in ministry, I think you pointed it out earlier about being drained, is that you can't keep giving, 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 or feel like you can be able to give, 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 and there's nobody pouring into you. There's nobody pouring into you. There has to be someone that's pouring into you so that you can, you know how to, to, to be refreshed. And even if that's just allowing your quiet time with God, when you said that like, oh, you get drained and you're giving away too much. I thought about the 30 day live and how people after the 30 day live were like, let's keep going or let's get, but I'm like, I don't spend as much time. I spend time with God, but I didn't get to spend as much time as I wanted because mm -hmm. of the fact I had to be poured into and something else you said earlier that I didn't want to miss you guys always drop so much jams I have to be writing fast you were saying that <laughs> you were it remind me of the point you were talking about how people speak into your life um and they're not oh it's not pure I think as you said that sometimes mm -hmm. people come with prophecy exactly yeah and it, it's, it's coded with flesh y'all don't forget that I wrote that down some prophecies are laced with flesh I was reading a book by Oh, his name is slipping me now. It's a pastor, Roberts. And he was saying that someone told him, thank you for giving me the word from God purely. And so he said, mm -hmm. what do you mean? he said, because sometimes people mix themselves within the prophecy. And that's why we have to be so aligned with our relationship with God, because we cannot just jump and run the minute somebody tells us something. Oh, the person said that I should go and um, start a ministry today. Pray, pray, pray. Because you, you run in. And, and I don't know, you know, or they say they saw me doing this big pray, make sure that that's aligned because I don't know if God, or they say I was going to get married this year, pray, make sure that it's aligned mm -hmm. because sometimes those prophecies are laced with flesh and you have to make sure that they're not. And you, you can't have itchy ears too. That's really important about always wanting a word from someone else and not getting it from you. And another, uh, another, not getting it from God. Another thing I want to say about ministry is, you know, your hidden season. Some people are like, you know, I feel I have a call on my life, but nothing is happening. 
embrace your hidden seasons. They are for protection. Believe it or not, I still feel I'm in a hidden season and I thank God for it. Because one day, y'all mark my words, one day when things just still start happening, people are gonna go for my old photos. They're gonna make memes about me. They're gonna come for me in ways that I haven't been come for since I've been in the kingdom. And so I love my, I love the slowness of God. Um, I love that. I am, I'm coming into a place in my walk with God where I like this slow pace. Yes, I love suddenly, but sometimes I just love the opportunity to just grow and be and, you know, be whatever. Cause you, you guys saw me on live the other day. I talking about, I was talking about marriage and sex and everything like that. And you guys saw a little bit of my personality. I'm a little vulgar. <laughs> I, you know, I like to speak the truth. And, really like, truth. and so people, some, some saints, you know, if I was on a bigger platform, some saints may come for me and be like, oh, like, who is she? Like, why is she saying like that? Um, taking screenshots and video recordings. And so I embrace my hidden season because it won't always be this way. And so embrace that. If you feel like nobody knows my name, nobody, does God know your name? Is your name hey. in the book of life? That's it. Because when you get to heaven's gates, they're going to celebrate for you, whether you are T.D. Jakes or you are just Isabel Clark. They're going to celebrate for you when you walk into the gates of heaven, if you did righteously on this earth, if you lived righteously. And so it does like obscurity, doesn't matter. Hidden seasons, embrace those hidden seasons. Give God glory. Give I God glory that. because that's protection. That's protection. Oh, I love that. Embrace those hidden seasons. Write that note down. I love it. Embrace the hidden seasons. So in embracing the hidden season, that leads me to this next question. And then I have another, the last question I have, I, it wasn't there, but I thought about it today. And I say, Demi, Demi's okay with these impromptu. <laughs> so this is, this is one you knew about. So one of the things, it, it, it goes along with what you're saying, embrace the hidden season. Priscilla Shire, she was talking about something similar in a sermon. And she said, you know, don't be so hungry for the light because when that light hits you, if your character has not been built to a point to handle what that light brings, that light mm -hmm. will burn you to a crisp. Mm -hmm. That light will burn you to a crisp if your mm -hmm. character hasn't been matured enough. So that's why, that's why, she, that's why you have to embrace. Oh, that's why you have to embrace those. That's why you have to embrace those hidden seasons. Because if you are trying to move too fast and move out of alignment, when you get in that light, it's going to burn you. And I always say that when someone's on a platform, whether they're a preacher or a worship leader or a singer or something, that you have to really, really be humble. Because especially those worship leaders, they, you, if you ever watch those videos, it's these big concerts with so many people. So how, when you're in ministry and, you're, and you have been um, called by God to be on something that's on the front line, how do you avoid the pitfall about making about you? How do you avoid the, because I heard someone say, take the encouragement, but give the glory to God. Take the encouragement, move out the way and make sure glory, God gets all. So how do you avoid those pitfalls? Yeah, I don't see myself as any personality. I just see myself as a vessel. And I think I had to practice this very early um, growing up the way I grew up in terms of colorism, I had to practice not seeing skin color, not seeing hair, and just seeing Zemi, not forgetting how I look when I get outside, and just being a person, just being a person who communicates with others. And so I practiced from a child not feeling I was better. Like, I, I hate I hate that whole aspect of our society where this person is better, that person is better. So from a child, I rehearsed. I am not better than anybody else because of anything about me. I am just human. 
And when you go into the faith, when you go into the kingdom, it's the same thing. I am not better than anybody else because my face is on a flyer. I am not better. I am just a child of God. I don't, none of that matters to me. God could take that all away. And we see, I, you, I don't know if you guys know, there are some scandals out there about some of the biggest names in faith, you know, because God could just rip it all apart. If you are not connected with God, if you're not doing what you're supposed to do, all of that can fall away. Everything can fall away. And what you said just now about the light, God actually gave me a similar revelation, but in terms of foundation, he said that, you know, I want to bless you. I want to give you good things, but will your foundation be able to sustain it? And he gave me the analogy of like, think about Jenga, right? If the, all the Jenga is matched up, it can handle something on top of it. But if you have like one Jenga here, one Jenga here like that, and you put something on that, it will topple over. And so God says, I want to bless you. I want to give you the education that you want. I want to give you the car that you want. I want to give you the baby that you want. I want to give you the ministry that you want. I want to give you the money that you want, anything that you want. I want to give it to you. But will your foundation be able to support it? So not nothing that I did as God. Will your foundation, will your character support the blessing? You know, will your, will your, will your personality support the blessing? Will your attitude support the blessing? What is your foundation like? And it's the same analogy. God just gave it to us in different ways. Mm -hmm. He said, I want to give it to you, Zemi. I want to give you it. But what will your foundation do with it? Will it crumble under the weight of the blessing? And so that, that shook me up. That was my COVID I, word that shook me up. And I love that Jenga, that Jenga um, analogy and why that Jenga analogy is so great. So you guys write it down and remember, like Zemi said, because when you do Jenga, you are putting something there. They're just missing. It's just not, it's just not solid. When you have those, mm -hmm. those lines there. So I'm putting something there, but it's not solid. So the word that I feel like Zemi, the Holy Spirit is working through Zemi to say to us now is just because you are doing something doesn't mean that you're going deep enough. You know, going, mm -hmm. no, man, I work on that. No, man, I, I read the Bible. No, man, I did that. No, no. I need you to go deeper. I need mm. your foundation to be strong. I don't need to just be something there. I need it to be everything that I'm trying to work out in your character. Don't just work on this. Don't just give me this little bit. I need to go deeper into exactly what I'm calling you to. Because sometimes we can get confused thinking that I've done something. I've done something in, in terms of that. So the last question I wanted to ask, yeah, you got to go deeper. There's a song saying um, Marvin Sapp, it, it's called Deeper. And someone sent it to me before I moved to LA. And the song said, this can't be it. God is so much bigger than this. And I was like, yes, God is so much bigger than Nassau. Bye again, LA, I'm deeper. It's calling me deeper. I was like, yes, that was my theme song. And after I finished the program, I thought I was going to stay over there. And God was like, time to go home. And I was like, deeper, remember LA, deeper. I go to Sarah Jakesville's church, you know, we cool. I take a selfie with her. <laughs> and as you said, deeper, this is it. And he was like, no, go home. And I went to a restaurant and they told me your card has been declined. I said, okay, you for real, for real, for real, for real, you want me to go home, for real, the card has been declined. And what it meant when it said deeper was the fact that I, I did the things I needed to do in the last eight weeks, we've done it. Now that I've shown you, cause I was on Sony studios with Devon Franklin for a meeting and everything. So I, I've shown mm -hmm. you all of the connections. You're taking selfies with Sarah Gray. You're doing all these things, giving them your books, going to different parties, whatever. It's done now. Give it all up. Go back home. Mm -hmm. The free part, mm -hmm. go back home. That's what the deeper is. Not that, oh, I'm going to get all the world thing and I'm going to be on stages and platforms and everybody's going to know my name. Am I the most important thing in your life? If I show you everything, are you willing to give it up and not knowing if I'm ever going to put you in that room again? 
You do not know if I will ever put you in that room again, but is that okay? I'm enough. And so here I thought deeper meant that I was going through the, to the amazing things and the glitz and the glam and was, no, I want to show you what is possible, but then I need, when I tell you to give it up, can you give it up? Am I your foundation? Someone said mm. earlier, he will set you up and he will also, and he can also bring you down. And I don't think it was a bring down because, oh, you weren't doing it. It was just that I only needed to show you that for that season. After that, go deeper and give it to me. Go deeper and give it to me. And so if you want to be called in ministry, don't get called for the good part. Oh yeah, and you saw me on the flyer. Oh yeah, I had the platform. Mm-mm-mm. Call you when I say, because you could have, and you could hidden seasons could come and go. You could have been on the platform for a while and then at a time that God called you in back into a hidden season. You can't say, no, I, I want to stay in the light. No, no, I, I, I need you to be quiet right now. No, no, you were doing all of that during that time. Now this season, focus on the marriage. Now this season, focus on this thing. It's okay. I got someone in the field. We've already planted. It's thing up. This season, go to school. This season, you know what I mean? You have to trust what the season is. So that's so good. So the last question that I didn't tell you about, and I, the reason I, I had it in my mind, but then you brought it up and you said, I do this service for free. When someone asks you, and you talked about the drainer. Do you think when you're in ministry, because I think a lot of people struggle with it, that I should always do everything for free because it's, it's ministry. And, or I should not market because it's ministry. How do you feel about, you know, should I market? Should I charge at all ever? Because it's ministry and it's God's work. Well, with all things, it's prayer. Because I, when, I, when people ask me this question, I always think about the two women where we got the oil, right? There was one woman who was giving oil, but she was told to cook with it. And there was another woman who was giving oil and said, sell it and use the proceeds and live off the rest. And so you have to ask God, what category am I in? Am I do, Am I going to live and you're gonna give me, can you sustain me or am I going to have profit and live off of the excess? And so you have to know which category you are falling into. For me, I have a full-time job. I am well-paid in my profession. Therefore in this season, I do not mind saying I cost zero dollars when my, when my work done. I don't mind taking a loss at an event because I know that God gave me the job that I wasn't even qualified for. And so all of that is, is him blessing me and I'm able to pour out. In another season of my life, I am going to need, and that's why, that's another reason I give a lot. So you saw, you saw me give to Shakisha's conference. I know I'm gonna need Shakisha one day. One day I'm gonna be in full-time ministry and I'm gonna need Shakisha to, let, to put some money into my ministry. You know, it's all a circle, it's all a circle. And so I know one day when I'm in full-time ministry that I will, it will be a different model and everything will be in prayer. You know, like with God, whatever God says, I don't agree with some of the, I don't agree with taking the life coach model and applying it to ministry. I don't believe in, like, I've talked to a lot of people. So I don't believe in having a free event and saying, I'm going to charge you all this money to enroll in my course. And I don't believe in those models because it's so much of that the world uses. And when we pull so much of the world in the kingdom, we end up in trouble. And so I feel as if, God is going to bless you. God can make a way. And so think about what that is. I love book sales. I love the, I love the idea of I create something and I sell you something. And then that is how I make, make income. So that that could be courses for some people, but I still don't, I don't know how I feel about monetizing the gospel. So with everything I would, for me, it's case by case basis. I would go to God about it and say, what should I charge? Should I charge for this? Should I charge for that? Should I even do that? You know, or, or not. I love, I love your response. And I love the example that you gave about the two women. 
and it goes back to to prayer to mm-hmm. prayer and not not mimicking like okay well I see some people who are in faith who are on Patreon. So let me go on Patreon. Okay. I see some people who are, for those who don't know what Patreon is, that's the way you could just um, sew into artists with a membership program and there's nothing wrong with it's it. It's like only fans. Yeah. Fans. Yeah. Put the money in it. Or I'm going to do a course or, or I'm going to do. And I, and like you said, I don't, I, I don't know. I can't judge what someone's relationship was with God when they decided to do a course or when they decided to do Patreon or when they decided to do a book or, or anything. Um, but I think the, the, the thing that you said that was so important is you have to pray. You have to have that relationship with God where he's telling you, no, I just need you to sow or no, this is something that I do want, um, to have an investment part of it. And I do think that there, that if you are in ministry for me personally, I do think that there should be a component where people can get what you're pouring out and there is no funds attached to it. I do think that there should, that's why we do the podcast. And, and there's this free information that we yeah. out. That's why we would do stuff like Breakfast with Queens and do stuff like having the Royal Access. There's, there's ways to access the information that I'm giving you for free. But when you are doing it full-time and it is your full-time ministry, like you said, it's a different model. It's a different model. And I like what you said, you know, I work a full-time job. So I do, I am okay with giving away free content or doing a free session this way because you feel led in this season to do that. But the model may look totally different when I do get into an, an aspect of where I'm full-time ministry. So I think- I Y'all think remember that too. <laughs> okay, remember that. And we ain't taking no offering this week, just so you know, it's not going to be Carell trying to get for no offering. It's no offering. I want to get no offering. If you want to come to the virtual event, you get the ticket. There's no offering. But I just want to thank Zemi for that word. I mean, Breakfast with Queens has been amazing. Amazing. And um, we're going to tell you after we do our prayer- we're going to tell you how you can continue to connect with Zemi. Um, Zemi, you are amazing. I look forward to meeting you in person. Both of you early in really touched my heart this week too. Keep it awesome. Talking. Thank you. Awesome. 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 And yet just because my Facebook people is be telling me, um, uh, did I, am I missing any of them? All right. Yes. I think I missed some of these. They still, I still read in your And I need you to send me this chat. Cause I, I can't see it. You can't see it. But yes, I definitely, um, oh, Star said Joseph from Amathia was rich. That's how he was able to bury Jesus. We have to be able to live. I agree with Pharrell. Give what you can. You can be steady in your charges as well because we are called to create a legacy for our children. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, you have to be very prayerful, especially if you're doing it, you know, you're doing it full time. There were, you know, Paul told certain churches, you know, I'm not charging you, but there were churches that were pouring into Paul. You know, mm-hmm. there are mm-hmm. people that, you know, will, you know, pour into, but you got to really pray of what God is telling me to do. There's always where you can access me free, but there's going to be some times when there is a form of investment because you have also invested, you've invested in producing a book. You've invested in, you know, yeah, agree. I, before we close on the topic, I just wanted to talk about accessibility. So we're local. We're both Bahamian. God pulled me out of the Bahamas. Actually, I'm actually in the U.S. now. And someone made a comment when they saw a fly, there's a fly that both you and I are on and someone else is on it. And this person who's on the flyer, I guess he doesn't really speak out often. And so they, so this person inboxed me by accident was like, oh, congratulations to that person. And then she caught herself where she sent it. And she was like, oh, I always see you and Carell on flyers. So, but congratulations to y'all too. Almost like dismissive. And I want people to understand this, this concept of accessibility. You are gifted with like the people this week you have, we have access to them, right? But it may not always be that way. 
right? And so I want people to understand, just don't get tired of seeing people's names on a flyer, just because, oh, I always see your name on a flyer. Accessibility changes, accessibility changes. God may call them to a different room and you may not be able to have access to that room anymore. Accessibility changes. And so I want people to recognize that um, it, we always stay humble, but accessibility changes. Catherine is a global individual. Catherine will not be staying in the Bahamas. Catherine will not be living the rest of her days in the Bahamas. Accessibility to Catherine has an expiration date. So you have to understand that concept of accessibility. And so when you have these people in your realm now, love on them, encourage them, because you won't always have accessibility to something like that. Yeah, no, no, that's good. It's it's good. You can't you can't take it for granted, especially when you know the vision and the call that God has on your life. And you know when you stay obedient to that that vision and call, don't discount because th that's what happens. Sometimes people discount, and, and I've seen it in my life too, in different seasons where you're up um because you're doing a play and everybody knows you. And then the minute when it's kind of, you know, you haven't done a play in a while. Hello. When it's, so so it's so it's a lull, and so certain people back away. You don't hear from people as much because I only want when it's the limelight. But people remember that. People remember that. So if you if God has called you to sow into someone, if God has called you to you know to glean from someone, to be in someone's circle, don't take that for granted just because it's like man, they local man, that's just semi man, that's just accessibility changes. And so you you can't take it for granted because you are this week. Yes, they they the, the women that you've been exposed to this week. Yes, they were born and raised in Nassau, and yes, only Zemi is now abroad, but they are global. Every single woman that every single woman that you saw to speak. Go ahead, Zemi. You you messed me up, <laughs> Lutra. Lutra, 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 Lutra. No wonder it's God in Lutra. God in Lutra, and stop warning Grandma Lutra. <laughs> I say Nassau, and I didn't even just say Nassau, and it's the whole Bahamas. So I was talking about Bahamas. You were born in the Utrecht. That's okay. Bahamas. And I don't want you to forget that. So I'll say, stop born in Nassau. Okay, so stop born, raised in Freeport, and going back to Nassau. Got it. Got it. Got it. All right. So thank you so much. Just the point, the point that we want, that I want you to, to, to know is that don't take it for granted. The, the seeds that have been sown this week and the women that have been able to sow those seeds. All right, we're gonna pray and close this word and stay connected, stay on so we can say how to stay connected with us. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this word today. We thank you so much for everything that Demi poured out and we ask you to just continue to pour back into her, continue to cover, continue to, to just bless her and bless all the women on the call, continue to feed them. We thank you for Breakfast with Queens. We thank you for blessing us with this opportunity. And we thank you for everything that you've been able to do in this week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Thank you for listening to the Royal Access Podcast. Be sure to learn more about how to connect with us in the show notes below. If you enjoyed the episode, please share it with a friend. We would also love for you to consider leaving a rating or a review. Until next time, I'm Corel Pinder, your truth-telling accountability partner.